All right. What what episode is this, Darren? Is this three? Three. I Number think, three? Yeah, Baseball. we did one with Mutt and one without him, right? Yeah. Yeah, He. he I guess he's not going to be on this one either. Uh, this is number three, the baseball rap. Three. Huh. Why does it say one? One. I don't know. The baseball rap in three, two, one. Take me out to the Welcome to the Baseball Rap. Michael Potter, Darren Phillip here with you. And uh, Darren, there's only one series left. We've got three of our four uh, championship series teams good to go. The National League is set. Two wild cards. That was amazing. amazing. We both love, you especially love, because you picked the Phillies uh, to come out of the National League. But it's really kind of cool. Two wild card teams of Phillies and the Padres. And the Padres get to host. Yeah, it was almost like the uh, the division winners kind of came out flat, you know, and they're yeah. uh, both both L.A. and Atlanta did. And L.A. actually looked like they were going to tie things up last night. I mean, yeah, three nothing. Padres they're weren't cruising. doing anything. And then um, good old Dave Roberts went to his pen. I, you know, he has to just be doing whatever. I mean, he he basically they give him a script before the game starts and he can't deviate from it. I don't think it has to be right. Cause, cause some of these moves are they're like clockwork. They're the fifth inning. They're the third time through the lineup. This guy comes in, they, they turn this guy around. They don't turn this guy around. Right. It has to be the analytics team just tells him, this is how you handle your pitching Dave. And he has no option. Cause it, it, when you look at him, he doesn't look like he's thinking about anything. He like no. He's just staring out the field. He's He's got like a blank slate on his face. Like he's just, waiting to be told what to do, you know, might, that might not be the case, but he just doesn't look like he's really engaged in the game. Tyler Anderson had gone five innings, given up two hits, struck out six. I think he was around 85 pitches, but why not? Yeah, it was nothing. Throw him out there for the next game. I mean, the guy's been pitching great down the stretch. Yeah. Even in the regular season. And then well, he started. Then he started getting real goofy, and I was just sitting there watching, like going, "He's going to blow this game." Well, what it does is it. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, what was the score at that time? Um, you know, um, I have to look back two real nothing. quick. It was two, two nothing, nothing, right? Yeah, and so two nothing. It, it, it's weird. Even if the guy doesn't have his best stuff, like like sometimes they'll a guy will walk a guy and he'll get out of it, right? And they're like, ah, you know, he's losing. I got to I got to make that move. But when you're the other team, so many times. They're just waiting for somebody other than that guy yeah. to be on the mound. They don't care who it is because they know the next guy on the mound, he's only going to throw 20, 30 pitches. Yeah, right, right. You know, and so they know, like, when you go to that guy in the fifth, they know they're going to see at least minimum three more pitchers, maybe four. And they're going to get to one of them. Well, and if if you bring a guy in now and he doesn't have it, he's in there for three batters. You cannot take him out. You're stuck with him. Yeah. For at least three I, hitters. Yeah, I, I just I think it it changes the game too. Like, and and I think look, this is why. And granted, Anderson's not not Garrett Cole, but you saw you saw how important that was tonight with Cole. 
they got him for a couple of runs. You know, he was getting hit. I mean, he gave up six hits. The Yankees only had six hits. Cleveland got six hits too, you know. He gave up a home run. They hit him hard at times. But he pitched uh, in through the seventh inning. He threw 110 pitches. 110 pitches. Yep. You know Eight what I mean? Strikeouts. Yeah. Well, and with New York, you know, kind of like with L.A., their bullpen situations do not lend themselves to going short, going five with your starter. Cause then you got to fill in the rest with, I mean, but why I does LA do it then? What's that? It, it, you just said it their Their bullpen doesn't lend themselves in LA and New York. So why do the Dodgers do it then? It's, it's gotta know. just be the numbers, right? They crunch the numbers. It has to be because there's why in the world, you know, okay, he's struggling, but his numbers weren't astronomical. Why in the world would you leave Craig Kimbrell off the division roster? Yeah. A key um, bullpen piece, yeah. major postseason experience. I don't yeah. care what he's been doing in the regular season if he's been struggling late. And I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that he would they were taking him out of the closer role, then they're putting him back in, and they were just kind of jumbling him around. And he could have been huge. The Yankees, they didn't put Chapman on now. He they did it more for disciplinary reasons, and I can understand that. But that's one huge guy that you don't have. And he hadn't been pitching that great, but look at this guy's postseason experience too. Right. That was a different, but they just left Kimbrell off just because I think just because I don't think there was an injury issue there. I don't, you know, I don't know for sure. They were talking last night afterwards that, well, the Dodgers were kind of hamstrung because they had injuries in their bullpen. I'm just like, well, I don't remember Kimbrell getting hurt. He was just having a hard time. They took him out of the closers role, probably because the analyst guys said to do it. And yeah, they deserve to lose that game last you night. Know, I, you can't mess I, around in a best of five. And what I like about this is, look, I, I get it. I've always thought this, right? I totally get if you want to, oh, there's a little there's a little fighting, uh, Philadelphia and uh, Dallas. Dallas is 6-0 and now? Dallas is going to be, they're going to or be. No, Philly's uh, going to be 6-0 and and Dallas is going to be 4-2. and 4-2, and two. yeah. Um, wow, it's interesting. But anyway, back to this pitching. Um, I. Look, when you play 162 games, that's plenty of time for the analytics to run their course. It's just like a free throw guy, right? Oh, he's a 90% free throw shooter. Well, if he's only shot the ball 10 times, that that could, that could be inaccurate. But if you shot the ball 200 times and he's 90%, eh, pretty good idea. That guy's a 90% free throw shooter. Right. And it's right. when you play 162 games and you use all these analytics, they're going to they're going to parse out over 162 games. A 300 hitter is going to be a 300 hitter over 162 games. A 210 hitter is going to be a 210 hitter. But in the playoffs, in a three game series, that guy might that guy might go seven for ten and be a 700 hitter. Yeah. And so, the I I get this trust of analytics throughout the season. The the A's have shown it works. The Dodgers have shown it works. The Rays have shown it works. Those guys don't win championships on a consistent basis. Now, at the end of I didn't read the book, but the at the end of Moneyball, the movie. Yeah. Um, was that Ice T that was narrating in that? I forget at the end. And he was basically saying, he was basically saying what you just said over the course of a season. That Joe, they, they played a clip works. from Joe Morgan. Joe Morgan was, oh, was Joe Morgan Joe? hated analytics. He's an old yeah. school guy. Yeah. Um, when it started to prove him wrong with the A's being so good, he was actually, he, you could tell he was happy they didn't win in the playoffs. And he just, that's when he kind of reversed it to, okay, analytics work in 162, but they don't work. Right. It's like you never you never bunt a runner over, you never steal, you never I get that in 162 games. It's boring baseball. 
you know it's just like the nba most boring product in the world all you do is shoot threes you know yeah because analytically yeah but guess what you get into the playoffs if you can't play inside a little bit and play a little defense every now and again you're not going to win you know but anyway i but what i love about this darren is i mean my goodness uh cole looked really good tonight i mean nola has been fantastic there have been some there have been some guys as starters and their and their managers have let them go six seven eight innings and uh they're winning games they're dominating their team plays better they play better the bullpen is looser because they're not pitching every week i mean darvish has been fantastic you know in this playoffs but the dodgers you know they're they're still taking everybody out in the in the fifth inning clayton kershaw oh i was so proud what a great outing he had he threw five innings i, I i'm just like i don't get it dude and they I, lost I, that game right that was game they two. lost that game yeah yeah Lost that one in extras. I I don't. Yeah, I I don't. I think what's good though is, I mean, quite frankly, unless I'm totally wrong on this, the two teams in the National League they would not they would not consider themselves analytic teams. I mean, I'm sure they use analytics throughout, but Bo Mel is not one of those guys who's living and dying by analytics now. I mean, he did when he was with the A's because that's what he had to do. Right. You know. But I, I kind of like it. I mean, you're going to see some good pitching matchups between these two teams, the Phillies and, and the Padres, and they're going to let their starters go deep, I think. you know. I don't think the Phillies guy is either. He's an old-fashioned guy. An old, guy, old school guy, yeah. 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 He's been with – he was with the Yankees through a lot of the uh, – you know, through the championships. Mm-hmm. I think he was there for 28 years or something with the Yankees. He was there a long time. Yeah, and he just he just got the deal, right? They, they took the interim tag off of him, right? Yeah. Oh, did they? I didn't. I didn't they see did, that. Yeah, they, they took it off. <laughs> I think they took it off either right before the series or right right when the series started. Yeah, six days ago, Rob Thompson became the yeah became the guy. They took it. They they signed him to a two year contract. I mean, a two year contract is nothing, but um, yeah, his guys play for him. He lets them play. He doesn't overthink it. Bryce Harper looked at dreadful game one uh, of that first playoff series. Who they beat in that first playoff series? Um, so, St. Louis. St. Louis. He looked dreadful. Looked like he couldn't even swing a bat. Yeah. What did he do? Put him back in the four hole. Like he's my guy. What am I going to do? That. Yeah. And so I like that about him. But analytics anyway. would have said, uh, drop him in, the, drop him down in the order. Set Move him. him around. Yeah. Put yeah, him up him. to two. Lead him off. You know. Yeah. Pinch him. So they in. finally, I, they finally moved Judge out of the leadoff hole. Yeah. I think they had him out of there uh, yesterday. I think he was in a two hole starting yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I like it, man. I, I like it when you get a starter that's just this just cruising. And Cole was, man, he was cruising. And what I liked about it, too, is, you know, when he started losing his his slider a little bit, his cutter, um, I forget which at bat it was, but he was just like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw 96, 97, 98, and if you hit it, you hit it, and I'll live with it. And Ron Darling even said that. He said, hey, sometimes you just got to throw your pitch and live with it, you know, and that's yeah. what Cole did, and he got the guy out. Um, and it sets it sets the tone when your horse goes seven and and yeah. mystifies oh, yeah. people, it sets the tone. But about that four, that second time through, they're looking at each other, going, "Hey, how are we going to hit this guy?" And the next thing you know, Dave Roberts goes to the mound and takes the guy out. Yeah, and they're like, "Great, we don't have to hit this guy. <laughs> we don't we have to deal with him guy. anymore." Yeah, and there's probably going to be three other guys right behind him. You know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I well, here's my question to you though. This isn't about the but about that. Um, Josh Hauser is a great Josh Hauser from uh, GCU. He's a big baseball guy. You know, he's a Mariners guy, and he he knew they were they were in trouble, and and they were. <laughs> um, but uh, fun season. Um, he he asked the question. He said, "Is it 
stupid to even think about firing Dave Roberts? I mean, they've won nine of what the last ten, and they got one World Series, right? I mean, they, I mean, and it was even it was was it? I mean, to me, was it really legitimate? It wasn't even a full season. That was the COVID year, right? When they won it, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. I mean, would you? I mean, what do you? I don't. I don't think it's Dave Roberts' fault because I think I think he's got a script and they're just they're just telling him what to do and he's doing it. But yeah, what do you think? Well, if that is indeed the case and he's just following, he's just kind of following orders. I don't know how you can fire the guy. And he's actually the perfect guy for your team. If that's, if you want your analytics guys making the, making those calls for the most part, make putting the lineup down, telling them when to take pictures out, he's perfect. Yeah. Because he just, like we said, it just doesn't look like he's really, you don't see the wheels churning in Dave Roberts' head. He's almost like just, yeah. And you see that with, and I see that with Kingsbury and the Cardinals. I mean, gee. Oh, gosh. He's, just he's look, so out of his depth. Man. They got these deer in the headlights look. He wasn't just... even a good coach in college. No. And, and now he's supposed to be a good. All of a sudden, you can't coach college. You're going to be a good coach in the NFL. And I get it. Some guys are better suited for one over the other. He's not suited to be a head coach. No, he's I not. Mean, and some guys aren't. Some guys aren't. They're yeah. they're better for being coordinators. When you're running, when you're the head coach for an NFL team, that's a whole different ball game. I don't know from experience, but I imagine you, you're you're doing the whole thing. Logic says that you've got one as a coordinator, you've got one area that you need to focus on, and of course, I think he's calling plays too. So I, I never really liked that. I know Andy Reid calls; he he pretty much calls the plays, doesn't he? Yeah, he kind of does. I mean, he you know, but he's been doing this so long. You know, it's yeah. just. I, I mean, when you have that kind of success, you can do it when you, when yeah. you flame out at a college, I mean, yeah. and, and you don't, you don't understand how to, how to, how to be a head coach when the defense is on the field and when the special teams on the field, and how to handle your timeouts and all that stuff. Yeah. And I mean, you know, get look two weeks ago. Yeah. Kyler Murray shouldn't have slid and then spiked the ball to make it fourth down. Some of that's, that's all him at the end of the day, but it's also coaching. It's like when a guy goes out of a, you know, after the last time out in the NBA and he calls timeout. Well, some of that's coaching, you know? Sure. Sure. Um, so, but back to baseball, I think this is hilarious though. It's true, but it's funny. Uh, inside Dodger Dodgers on fan nation. Um, it says Dodgers expect to keep Dave Roberts. And the subheading of this, of this uh, article is <laughs> the Dodgers are expected to retain Dave Roberts after another disappointing season. They won 111 games. Tied <laughs> for a, fourth most. It's a dis. It's a disappointing season. He's won 100 plus wins in four of the seven seasons he's been a manager, and we're legitimately talking about firing the guy or not bringing him back. Like, they expect they expect championships, man. And with that lineup and that that payroll, they they should they should be contending. Should they really? I mean, I get it, but. Dude, it's so freaking hard to do that. We were talking about the Oakland A's had the best team in baseball for three years, and they won one. Yeah. Because they ran into the the Reds with Barry Larkin and Eric Davis, and they were on fire and Jose Rios. They just ran into them. They ran into Oral Hirschheiser and Kurt Gibson, ran into a Dennis Eckersley backdoor slider. When and you, it's like. Yeah. When you get to the. Yeah. It, it's a good point. When you get to the playoffs, anything can happen in a series. I, I, yeah, I, I've, I've come as I've done more in sports and stuff and follow more final, you know, in NCAA and all stuff. I've kind of come to the conclusion, man, if, if you like your skipper and you think he's doing a good job and he's, you know, for college, he's creating good kids, he's developing talent. He's, you get to the playoffs. I mean, stuff happens, man. 
Yeah. Guys you never even heard of run into balls and win games. I mean, you think about it. If Kirk Gibson whiffs on that and hitting it in, they win that World Series. Yeah. If he strikes would, him would, out that would in the game. Yeah. No, no way they come back. No, no. Kirk runs into one, wills it out of the park, you know. I mean, it's like, I don't know. I anyway, that that that's my take on it, but I get it. They do expect we put $270 million into this. We should win a World Series, but it's like you that is the beautiful thing. It just still does show you can't buy a world series it helps but you can't buy one you know what you know what was another strange move to me i know he's been he hasn't had that great of a year and he hasn't been really great over the last couple of years but how do you not start bellinger in the last in that last game i mean you're bringing in chris taylor for bellinger against he didn't the start? no he didn't start he was he was in at the end he of the came game. at the end he pinch hit at the end he struck out oh. but he didn't start and chris taylor's been hurt Chris Taylor's done nothing this year and he's yeah. been battling a neck injury and stuff. And you got Bellinger sitting there, even from the standpoint of what he's done for you in the past, my gosh. But again, if you're going by analytics, doesn't matter what they've done. Doesn't matter yeah. what is, uh, what's going, what the uh, other intangibles that come into play. It's just all about yeah. the numbers. Well, it was interesting. I, you know, I don't know if anybody would give you a straight answer. I mean, you, you listened to that podcast I did on the Pottercast, my other podcast with, uh, with Ed Lynch, and we're going to try to get Ed on the uh, the baseball wrap at some point. But you know, he said even back in the day when he was a GM, you know, they would have discussions with the with the with the the head coaches about, hey, this, hey, have you thought about putting this guy in? Hey, I really thought we brought this guy over to be here. Would you would you make that move? And he said, ideally, you had a great relationship. You talked about it, but at the end of the day, it was his lineup card, and you know, it, it was what it was. But he even said, he said, nowadays, he said, quite frankly, he said the reason they don't want Bochi to be a manager anymore, he thinks it's ageism. But, you know, Bochi, Joe Madden, I asked him, why don't those guys have jobs? He's like, because they just want somebody that they can basically do a printout and say, here's who you're starting tonight. And here's yeah. the first guy off the bench. And here's how many innings Kershaw can go against this team. He can go five and a third. He, And they wanted to look at that and go, okay, that's what we're doing. That's what we're going to do. Stick with the script. And Bochi and Madden weren't like that. You know, they mm -hmm. would they would be like, I got a feeling about this guy. Yeah. You know, Tommy Lasorda had a feeling about Kirk Gibson because it yeah. wasn't, a, you know, Kirk Gibson was only about 60%, if that, you know. And he almost didn't put him in. I mean, Kirk had to had to, had to kind of go swing a little bit, walk out. Yeah, I can go skip. And he's like, are you sure? And he's like, I can go. And he's like, all right. Yeah, he did not look uh he looked horrible. Those, he couldn't even those, really get around the bases. Well, and those, and those swings he was taking early in the cup. Oh, it's like, oh, please put him out of his misery. This is brutal. Yeah. And he ran into one. And he hits you know? one out. Yeah. Based on a scouting Iconic. report. Yeah. 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 But yeah, I'm I'm with you. I, I'm kind of glad the Dodgers aren't in it. I mean, I look, the Phillies yeah, have I'm, a $254 million payroll and the Potters have a $236 million payroll. So it's not like these guys are, you know. Our our home growing talent developing it, although they have some of that, you know. And the Dodgers are really only twenty million over the the Phillies and forty million over the I Pods. Just, but I just love it when the prognosticators and I was I was thinking L.A. was probably going to make it to the uh, to the NLCS. Yeah, but I love it when the prognosticators just are just bad mouthing, you know. Mad yeah. Dog is saying about the Indians, oh, they're they're the best mid-major in baseball, you know. Padres yeah. are the little brother to LA. They're not beating them. That's great. Yeah, they they took it over. How did that was a three-one? Did the Dodgers win game one and then they got swept? Was that how that worked? Yeah, they lost three in a row. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because well, they lost they, they they won the first game um pretty handily, I think. Well, five three. No, it was it was they won five three. It was a it was a close three of the <laughs> that's interesting. Three of the games were five three final scores. Hmm. Huh. Yeah. And then the uh, Padres beat the Dodgers um, in game three. They beat them two to one. Boy, I'll tell you what, though. Josh Hader's picked a great time to just catch he's, fire again. Yeah, he's, Man. He's, he's what he was. He's he's Yeah, he's back to his Brewers days because he struggled there. And you got to hand it to Bomel. He sat him for a little bit, you know. Get him right. Reset yourself. Get him right. And now he's just... So tough. So are the, I mean, I know you, you, I like the Phillies too, but the Padres are that team that they've got a couple of really good starters as Musgrove is pitching. Great. Um, I thought you pitched really well. Who am I missing? They got somebody else, right? Um, uh, Musgrove, right? Musgrove, Hugh Darvish, Snell, Snell, right? They got some legitimate guys. They're okay. But if they're pitching well, he'll let them go. I mean, he'd like, he'd like at least six innings out of those guys. And like Musgrove, when he was going, he let him go at seven, you know, he'll let him, he'll let him go. And they're not just fastball guys. They have good fastballs, but like Darvish has like they say like nine different pitches he plays. And then they've got a legitimate closer yep. who he uses in the closer role. And they got they got decent uh, they got a decent pen. Uh, he you know, in the, the playoffs, guys coming in. Bo Mel might bring him in for a five out or something like that at times. But ideally, yeah. he's gonna he wants his starters to go long, and he wants his closer to close. That's the that's the only thing. I still like the Phillies. I like the t- first five guys in their lineup are all just they're pretty hitters good, and man. mashers. And to think about yeah. it, Schwarber has one hit. I think in the in the, in the uh, in that if whole series. If he gets hot, you're in trouble, man. Yeah, if he gets hot. But Harper's just looked like he's just yeah, he's, he's back alive. to his MVP form from last year. You've got Hoskins in the two hole. And then uh, Real Mudo's been. <laughs> you didn't see that inside the park home run. That was no. awesome, man. <laughs> I mean, said afterwards, he was still he was tired for the next two innings. After that, <laughs> I mean, I they, they that guy, up, that dude can run. They put up twenty four runs in four games on 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 a, on a good Braves team. Yeah, I mean, on, on a Braves team that won one hundred one games. Yeah, yeah. So you got a hundred one win Mets team is done. A hundred one win Braves team uh, is done. Um, hundred eleven Dodgers. Hundred eleven Dodgers is done. I mean, I, to me, that just goes to show you, man. So few get in. This isn't like the NBA or hockey. If you get in, you're good. You know, you deserve to be in. All of them deserve to be in. Oh, yeah. Even the Mariners, they deserved to be in. So did the Blue Jays, you know. Blue Jays just picked a time to not play great ball, you know. Um, they played well, and they, good and six that, innings in game two, and then, then you know, that was yeah, it. That was, a, that was a situation, though, where, you know, you look at you look at rookie managers and some of the moves they made. I don't know what they do in Toronto if they're – if they go by that as much as far as analytics, but yeah, I, um, yeah. I like the, I like the Phillies. I like the Phillies to beat them. Um, you still like the Phillies. It's it's in San Diego. It doesn't matter. Phillies have been on the road, right? Um, they were on the road for like road 17 the days before yeah, they, they were came on the road home. at, at, uh, at uh, St. Louis. So they won both those at St. Louis. Then they won. They split at Atlanta, right? Yeah. So they're 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 three and one on the road in the playoffs so far, because then they came back home and and won two in a row. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're three and one on the road. Uh, San Diego. They they were 
uh, two and one against the Mets, and then they split in LA, right? So they're three and two on the road. Um, it'll be weird for the San Diego. They get to start this one as the home team, you know. They get to start as the home team, and and uh, part, you know, I I I I picked the uh, the Phillies the to win Phillies, it all, yeah. and I wanted to see San Diego win, but I was also like. You know, it'd be kind of nice if this went five games to give him a little, you know, to use up uh, Darvish in a game five because he wouldn't have been been able to come out for game one. I don't think he would have pitched game five. And so would have Urias. So mm-hmm. they would have been on to their number two facing yeah, Wheeler. Yeah. But now it's Darvish against Wheeler in game yeah. one, which I kind of I like you, you want to see their best pitchers go. Is it other. have they have they announced Wheeler for sure? They don't have him listed here yet, but he, oh, they don't. Oh, I would just imagine when did he last so. throw. What, what game he threw, did he throw? I thought he threw game. Um, no, I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong one. Back. He's their number one, Wheeler. Yeah. He threw game one. I thought. Oh, then he's, yeah, he's set to go then if he threw game one. No, no, I'm sorry. No, he didn't. He threw, because uh, I was thinking back to the um, the Mets series. Um, he threw game two. Okay. Which was on Wednesday. On the 12th. So oh, 13th, ready. 14th, 15th, 16th. So yeah, he's good. Mon- go. Monday would be regular rest. They so probably he's... just haven't named him yet, but yeah, he'll be good to go. That starts Tuesday. That's Tuesday. Uh, yeah. uh, I think four o'clock is the time. I'm yeah. Ready. And so this this is what I love too about playoff baseball is, you know, um, th- you know, New York was getting on a plane and leaving Cleveland after this game, no matter what, but Cleveland wasn't. <laughs> right. Cleveland, Cleveland was planning on, you know, sleeping in their own beds, getting up, going to the ballpark and heading down to Houston. Right now, Cleveland's got to go home and pack, get to New York and play a seven o'clock game. And if they win, they got to go straight to Houston. Start on uh, that starts Wednesday. Yeah. And they got to, and, and if the, even though the Yankees are home, they're going to use every pitcher. It's so funny that the, whoever the sideline reporter is, you know, she's telling Costas, well, he doesn't like to use players back to back. So, and Costas just goes, it's like, well, that means so-and-so is not going to pitch tomorrow. And I'm thinking Costas, Everybody it's, can pitch tomorrow except for Garrett Cole. It's all hands on and deck. He'll dude. probably even like yeah. beg to pitch if he has to. Yeah. Like, dude, are you kidding me? What have you been looking at, man? He'll use anybody. Now he'll have his druthers on. I don't want to use that guy because he's pitched two days, but the guy who closed out the game tonight for New York, he this was the third game in a row he's pitched, and he threw like nine pitches. He was, was great. Peralta? They couldn't, yeah, they couldn't touch him. Yeah. Threw seven pitches tonight. Yeah. And yeah. it was a I think it was the third game in a row he's thrown in. So, yeah, I mean, this is playoff baseball, man. <laughs> literally, literally, Garrett Cole's the only guy who can't throw tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. You know, he threw 110. And I guarantee you, Garrett Cole will be like, hey, I'm good, Skip. If you need me, call me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, he threw. Yeah, you're right. He threw three in a row. Peralta. Wandy Peralta. Yeah. And he got yeah. and he got hit yesterday. He got he hit still yesterday. brought him back. He threw yeah. 27 pitches yesterday. He still brought him back. <laughs> There's no reason. He looked great. Yeah. Yeah. He looked great. Yeah. Now he wasn't going against the one, two, three batters of Cleveland, but that's the one thing I think you're you're right about. Philly, San Diego, and New York—they all have like top five of the lineup. The pool start into you, you know, probably in order. Maybe Philly and then New York, but I mean six, one half dozen the other, right? When you go Judge and Stanton, and I mean, but Philly, New York, then San Diego. Cleveland doesn't have a one through five that really scares you to death at all. No, they're they don't. Good. They don't. They're well, they're good. not. They're, they're they're not a they're not a bunch of mashers. They're 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 a small ball type. Yeah, Houston's got a one through five that you know they yeah. don't scare you like Philly and 
and New York maybe, but they're they're hitting well. Yeah. Houston, I don't know, Darren, look, you know, we're, we're kind of jumping around, but Houston looks to me like they're going to be tough to beat, man, all the way through. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just the competition they've had or what, but well, granted, got, Seattle was probably the weakest team in this yeah. entire thing. Yeah, you have to think about that. Boy, but, they, and and they really, when you think about it, well, I shouldn't say that. They, they did come back and they won game one, but, I mean, really, Robbie Ray at the end there? I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, after they, they had came a big back lead. and won that game, Houston just didn't look like that. That was huge. That was almost like the Kirk Gibson thing. After they won yeah. that game, you're like, oh, this is going to be a sweet man. Yeah. Um, but even though it was 4 2 and 1 nothing, they just didn't, I don't know. It almost seemed like they kind of just coasted. So who knows how good they are? I'm talking myself out of it now, but um, they got a, well, they got a, they got a legit closer in Presley. He's great. And, you know, and their top starter didn't pitch very well. No. Verlander he didn't throw good at all. And, they, and they've got guys in the pen. You know that they can really come in handy in an eighteen inning game like they did. Yeah, that are starters. Garcia mm. was, I mean, he there was Garcia, and then they had Urquidy in there in the in the bullpen too behind him. He could have gone another four or five innings if the thing kept going. Yeah. So. Okay, so if you if you had to, I mean, we don't we don't know between Cleveland and New York now, but five teams still in it. Who's your pick in the National League? Who's your pick in the American League? If you if you could repick, right well, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Phillies, and then I got to go with Houston. You would switch. You had you had uh, Philly. Oh, I, no, Yankees. you know I got the Yankees. I got the Yankees. I in know, there. but you but we're not. I would do say, it, yeah. Look, looking at things in 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 the in the roster makeups and stuff, and and what they of course they can change now with the new with the ALCS. They can right. They name a new roster each each round. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd have to say Houston. Yeah, Houston I would, I would, AL. I would go. I think I would. Phillies go, in the NL. I think I would go Philly, Houston, right now. Yeah, like if if I had to pick, I've only got Cleveland left alive. Dan's got the Astros. You got them both for another night at least, Philly and, yeah, uh, right. and the Yankees. And <laughs> you know, I wouldn't be surprised either. I, I can't tell which is the better team between Philadelphia and Cleveland. I I think that they just ran into better pitching tonight. I mean, both pitchers pitched well. It was a four-two ball game. You mean Yankees and Cleveland? Yeah, I'm sorry, Yankees and Cleveland. I mean. That was a really well pitched, well played, yeah, ball game for the most part. You know, um, I what do you what are your thoughts on uh, tomorrow night? I mean, they they uh, have their starters tomorrow. Oh, it's got to be Cortez, right? Cortez going for the Yankees, I would think. He follow he follows. Uh, they're they're saying it's uh, Aaron Savali and uh, James Tayan. Really, Tayan or Tayan? Tayan, yeah. That's what they've got up here now on MLB. Yeah, I've got that too. Oh, man. I, you know, I mentioned this to you before. It's probably, well, they brought in Tyon in relief the other the other day for the first yeah. time in his career. So now they're yeah. going to start him. He can go. You know, it shouldn't be a bullpen game for them. He's a starter, yeah. No, they it shouldn't be. I mean, but you know, sometimes these guys get really nervous. You know, I, I mean, guy gets a couple guys on in the first, second, third inning, and sometimes they freak out, man. They panic. It'll be interesting to see if you, you know, that's the thing about it too. Sometimes I think when when a manager, even if the team gives up a few runs early, if he just holds steady and has that stoicism about him, you know, mm-hmm. and trusts his guys and puts it on them. Hey guys, I'm gonna give you the leash, and I'm but you got to go win it for me. Like like you're good players, go do it. And if you don't, I'll take 
I'll take the blame for it, but sometimes it rallies guys. To your point about Cliff Kingsbury, he never looks like he knows what's going on on the sideline. He can't instill confidence in people acting that way. And we've <laughs> no. seen a few baseball managers look like that too, deer in the headlights. And you got the other guys like Tito and even Boone, they're just standing over there in the corner, just looking, you know. Yeah. Baker's the same way with you. Yeah. yeah. They got their guys and they're like, hey, if you beat us, you beat us. You know, so I don't know. I If you had to pick tomorrow night, I mean, Yankees, you would probably go Yankees, right? Because they're at home. But I mean, I don't know if home really has mattered that much. I mean, it's been a split. I don't think it matters. I think tomorrow is going to be a toss up, man. I mean, with the way Cleveland's been playing this year, you really can't count them out. Mm-hmm. I mean, they came back last night to take the lead in the series. Yeah. With the way they play, they can force the issue and they just, and that's that's what what makes them really interesting, and and they can put a lot of pressure on the opposing pitcher. Yeah, by doing what they're doing, running the bases, taking the extra base, stealing. So you, you know, I I yeah I yeah that's a toss up. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a really good game. It'll be a great. It's going to be um, it's going to be exciting, man. To watch. I think it'll be fun. I think this Philly um, San Diego series is going to be really good too. Yeah, I um, do too. I do think the Phillies are probably playing have the best lineup and playing the best right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, with everybody, I mean, especially, you know, with Harper, Hoskins, Castellanes, uh, you know, even this Alex, Alec Bohm kid, he's a good ball player, you know? Well, and then you really, got real Muto, Schwarber, just Segura. Segura. That guy's Segura legit, in the eight hole, man. He's come up with some huge hits in the playoffs and this is the first time playing in the postseason. Yeah. I would, Love I would think, I, yeah, I, I, I think you might, that was a great pick. I think. I know I've been really impressed with them. Everything top, bottom pitching, defense, everything. I just felt and and kind of what I, they, they had a rough patch in September, but kind of what I saw down the stretch from playing fantasy, I had Schwarber, my opponent had, um, I think he had, he had hop, he had Hoskins and Harper. And I'm like going, man, these guys are just starting to come together. And if they, if they get going in the playoffs, I'm like looking at their, I'm like, Castellanos has not really done much this year. This has been a down year for yeah. him, but we know what he can do. Mm-hmm. And he came out in game one against the Braves and played and and I think got two or three hits. I think it might have been three hits in that game to help him, you know, actually hold on. That was a little dicey there at the end of that game, but right, right. They, were, they were able to, uh, we have, if Atlanta comes back and wins that game, then we're looking probably at a, Atlanta winning because that would have been tough to overcome I mean, that blowing a lead like that yeah castellanos and harper each had four hits or three hits in game one so <laughs> let me look here real fast what was the final game i mean schwarber's not hitting anything um hoskins is hitting a buck 54 remuto's only hitting 250 harper's hitting 435 um castellanos only hitting 217 seguro hitting 389 um, they're getting some good things going, dude. Dude, I mean, look, this is what's great to see. Harper's hitting 435 in in this the, this series, and and he needs to get a, a 140 143 OPS. I mean, yeah, that's what you pay him for, man. And Schwarber's he, hitting, and he's doing it. Schwarber's hitting 050. Yeah, in that series, you you look at you look at the the Padres. They're really doing it with pitching, defense, and timely hitting because nobody. I mean, Machado's hitting two ninety six, but you got Grisham and Nola. They nine hitters hitting three eighty one. 
Yeah. You know, so I mean, Profar, I mean, they've got a lot of, they've got some studs. Soto's a stud. Uh, if Soto. he gets going, Machado's yeah. a stud if he gets going. But, you know, Kim, he wouldn't even been playing that much if uh, what's his nut had to come back. Um, either Kim or Grisham. Tatis. Yeah. If Tatis had come back. Cronenworth you know? is solid. He's solid. Big hit, big hit last night. Yeah, he's only in 241, but he's getting big hits. So mm-hmm. there, it, it almost feels kind of like this, this really, really good. This, it almost feels like, you know, the the Yankees and the Bad News Bears almost, even though you can't say that because they got a couple of Kelly Leaks, you know, in Soto and Machado. Yeah. But you got this Phillies lineup. You look up and down and you go, man, that guy, that guy's good. That guy's good. That guy's good. And they got Harper, the best player in the game, you know, all this stuff. And you're like, how are how the how the Padres beat the yeah. Dodgers? Yeah. You know? It really, you look at it and just like, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But then you look but, at Musgrove in that game, went six innings, gave up six hits, only two runs, walked three and struck out eight. Yeah. He went six innings, you know? Yep. Um, so Anderson's probably thinking, gosh, what do I need to do to stick around in this game? Then they brought in Martin. He gave up a couple hits. The guy who was pitching great throughout the playoffs was that Almonte, or pitching, I shouldn't say through the playoffs, through the end of the regular season, but has he pitched before in the postseason? I mean, who's that? Guys Almonte? Almonte? They even have him. Vessia, I think they've had him for a couple of years. Phillips is solid. He's been he's one one of their better guys. But I just, I'd rather have Tyler Anderson going out there another another inning. And I'd rather have Craig Kimball sitting around. It was is is it Canley? Tommy Connolly? Canley, um, I think. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy who gave it up, but he had pitched great the day before. So I don't I mean, I don't look at it and yeah. go, Oh, you shouldn't have brought that guy in. I look at it and go, Ty Anderson has thrown 86 pitches. He's done five innings of two-hit ball with two walks and six strikeouts. Why in the hell are you taking him out of the game? Yeah. He can't throw another inning? And then you have Martin up, ready to go. Or Canley up, ready to go. Yep, yep. You know, if he needs it. And you tell him, hey, I want one more inning out of you. Because your pitch counts, unless you just drill it, your pitch count's going to be over 100, you know, or right at 100. I'll pull you out after six innings, kid. But the and way then it pushes been... everybody back. It pushes everybody yeah. back another inning, you know? And gives the Padres one less inning to mount a comeback. I mean, how many batters did he face? He faced 19. So he'd been through the order. He was going through the orders third time. That's why he pulled him out. He faced one guy three times, right? 19 batters, nine would be eight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so he had faced Kim twice. And he right. didn't want him to go through Soto Machado Drury a third time. You got, you got, you got, you got Soto coming up. What right, they he, done was, off he was him? next. Here's a yeah. lefty. You got lefty on lefty there. Not that it matters all the time, but at least have him yeah. pitch to Soto. If he gets Soto out, let him finish it. See, I, I sometimes too, when a manager makes a change, you're looking at it and just going, "This guy just got. He just struck out a guy, or he got an easy. He's working on an easy inning, and they pull him. And if Soto gets a so, say, say you lead off and Soto, it's a solo shot. It's two one. You still have the lead. It's two one. Right. You know? I yeah, I don't know. I mean, I I Dave Roberts is a smart. I mean, Dave Roberts made his living being a guy who stole bases. I mean, he's most famous for back-to-back games and late innings against the Yankees stealing bags that turned into winning runs for the Red Sox. Yeah. And now he's 100 percent sold out to analytics, which says don't steal a base. (laughs) Right, right. I, you know, so I, I don't know. I think, I think, I think Roberts probably would manage differently. It's like, we're seeing Bo Mel manage a little bit differently now because, you know, they want, A's, they wanted him to, to, to manage a certain way. And he did. 
you know. But yeah, I don't know, man. I well, I do know. I didn't like it. I thought the Dodger, I thought Roberts blew it. So I do think it's funny though that they're like, oh, another disappointing year. It's like, oh, geez, give it a rest. Well, LA. yeah, it, for and for LA, that that that's what they they want championships, you know. And they're Who like, oh, we spent all that money. It's like there's like seven teams that spent almost as much as you did. You're not the only one. Look, yeah, you, that's true. How do, you, how do you freaking think the Mets feel, man? The Mets have the highest payroll in baseball, and they got beaten. They hosted the wild card and got beat. By the Padres. <laughs> yeah, how's that for the? How's that for the? Now you see obviously the Padres, like you said, they they've spent some money, but you run through New York and L.A. to get to the LCS. The top two payrolls, and if you get to the world, you know, and the Phillies are the fourth payroll. You're the fifth. I mean, that you know. So Where does anyway. Houston rank? Uh, Houston is number nine, hundred ninety-three million. And the Phillies are where? The Phillies are four at 254 million. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, that's the with the injured reserve, the the dead money, that stuff. I mean, if you look at their 26 man roster, it was at 227. When they had the 26 man roster, it was 227, but it's still over 200. It's it's about the same. Um, the Cle- Cleveland full all in injured everything, 82 million bucks, man. <laughs> 26 man roster, 56. I mean, they're talking about some of these guys. They're going hey, Bob Casas and, and Ron Darling are like, the guy's a rookie. Like, this guy. It's never been in this situation, you know. So I, I still, I'm still pulling for Cleveland. I still hope Cleveland beats the Yankees for sure, and I'd love to see them beat the Astros and be there. Uh, I would too, fantastic. man. I think, I think it's gonna be tough for them, but they got a couple of studs at the top of that pitching rotation. I mean, if they can get through this one, Bieber will be ready to go. Game one, you know, against Houston, and that'd be a, what? I mean, him and Verlander, how how great would that be? Oh man, you know. So yeah, Bieber's been great. Pitched really yeah. great. So, how about how about Cleveland and? The Phillies meeting in the for the series, man. Our two teams wouldn't that be great? That'd be fun. Yeah, <laughs> I you know I I don't dislike the Yankees. I didn't dislike the Dodgers. I don't like the way that they manage, but I like I like all the teams in it now. I think yeah, you know there there's compelling stories on each. I think they each do some things great. Um, I like a lot of the guys, and I've always liked Harper. I mean, I've always liked. I've always thought, you know. Harper kind of had that almost that Andre Agassi, you know, came up with all that, all that glory. So people wanted him to fail. And to me, for, for a guy to come up with that much expectation and that many people want, because Daryl Strawberry guys, they had tons of expectation, but there wasn't that just massive amount of people that just hope they failed either. You know, right. I don't remember that. I remember maybe there were when Harper came up, there was a lot of that, you know, oh, who's this guy I think he is? I hope he fails. You yeah. know? He's on Sports I, Illustrated. I don't remember that on thinks... Trout. I remember Trout had a lot to live up to, but nobody wanted the guy to fail, you know? Right. Well, they didn't and think Harper, he was yeah, they didn't think he was going to get right, right. I'm like, that's hard gonna, to do. They didn't think Trout was even going to get Trout showed up for the draft when they at the ML network, MLB network studios. Yeah. And he was his name wasn't being called, and they all felt bad because he was the only guy that showed up for the draft. Yeah, I just I, I I think I think Harper's pretty special. I mean, he's obviously special, but I mean that mentality yeah. to perform, he's not a hundred percent. No. And and to fix that swing from that one game to that next game, my gosh, man. Dude, he that just turned I think he just turned 30 today, Harper. Yeah. I mean, how old's Machado? He he's he's quietly because there's more people on him. He's 30 also. You forget, I mean, you yeah. see some of the plays he's making down at third base, he's 30 years old. And and he's like the team leader on that squad. It's it's crazy. Like I I just I 
I don't know. A lot of people wanted him to fail because, you know, in Baltimore, he wouldn't run out things. He would kind of yeah. be absurdly at times. He looked disinterested. But it's kind of fun to see him, you know, getting so pumped up and see these grown men, you know, who have jobs getting so pumped up in the playoffs. It's fun to watch. Well, did he even sniff the playoffs in Baltimore? Gosh, did they ever? I don't think they I don't think the they playoffs. ever really did. Did they ever make the playoffs? That's a good question. I mean, this adds a whole new dimension know. to the guy's game when he's – because he was with LA in the playoffs. Now he's with San Diego. Yeah. And their legacy it's, and their career. Oh yeah, and, man. And those guys, those guys think about that. They're lying. If they tell you, they don't, you know, those guys think about well, that. You're, I mean, just the, the energy, these guys, and you could just see it in, in both Philly and San Diego that the fans were bringing. I mean, it's just, how do you not get jazzed about that? If you're playing out there and even that, if you're on the visiting team, I didn't see the Philly games. Was it similar? That San Diego atmosphere had to be the best, man. Phillies was pretty. They were so, oh. Yeah. Those two teams, that's going to be a great series if Philly was like that because those San Diego games I watched, it was they were just incredible. When Philly went on that run in game three, they scored those six runs. Oh, man. Just crazy. crazy. Did you see see the bat spike by Hoskins I sent you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, a, he's not playing very well. Honestly, he's not he's not no. hitting the ball well. I mean, so they they could they can still get better. Yeah. Philly. So I mean, that's what I think. Going back to the Dodgers, I think it's hilarious. They win 111 games, fourth most ever, and it's a bad season. Um, I, I do think some of it is because of the way they run their team, but I think that also is probably why they win 111 games, 100 games every year. Right. They just follow the numbers and they're gonna work out they're if gonna, you have enough yeah. games. Right. That's why the numbers don't work out in football. You have 16 games. Like it's just not enough time. They work out best in baseball. They start to work out in basketball if you take enough shots because it's 80. Probably would work out in hockey. I don't I don't know enough about hockey. But football, you get 16. In college, you get 10. It's not going to work out, you know, in 10 games. Um, so there's some analytics, but you know, you know, a guy that's talking about him, football. That, that's that's really, really trailed off who used to be one of their better pitchers in L.A. is Jeff or is, is Justin Turner. He just oh, one of better whenever players, he'd yeah. come up, it was just like you could just tell this guy's not a threat like he used to be. I think he was yeah. batting six down in the order two, six or seven or something like that. So, you know, sometimes it's sad to see these guys tail off because that for a while, <laughs> that guy was unbelievable. You know, he well, came up Mookie- by. Mookie had a really bad series, yeah, you know, yeah. and they're gonna they're gonna tag it on him. I mean, Turner and Freeman were awesome. I think Turner's a free agent though. Um, Trey, Trey, yeah. yeah. Um, those guys were great. Freeman was great, man. I mean, Freeman in that final game was three for four with a couple of RBI. You know, yeah, I mean, he, he, he came he to play. Good. Will Smith wasn't that wasn't as. Uh, no, they didn't, didn't get a lot of well. help from a lot of other people there. Really, no. I mean, they just no. they but but that was that was the Padres had really good pitching. I mean, Musgrove pitched fantastic. Like he pitched so well. Well, he and he uh, battled you know. to keep them in that game when you think about it, because it was when he left, they were not doing anything. Yeah, he gave up two, but he just shut them down those yeah. two innings, those yeah. two runs in that one inning in the third. Got out of some jams along the yeah. way. Who's um, so. who's on the call of the uh, division series? Do we know? Or the in LCS? Uh, I'm not sure. And is it, I'm is guessing it, is, it would is it back to Fox or is it? I don't even know that. Let me see and find it. 
I liked it this last game because Costas was saying some things and Darling was like, yeah, no, they don't do that anymore. Costas tried to make <laughs> like what? Thing. What was he saying? Well, you know, when Naylor hit that home run off of um off of Cole, you know, he he didn't do the bat, but he was, you know, he was pumped. So he's screaming ah, and he did this thing of rocking a baby. I saw that. I think, I think it's like, you know, who's your daddy? I'm your daddy. I got, oh, your yeah. you know, that type of thing. As he's <laughs> running around, he comes up again and Costas kind of, I forget exactly what he said, but he said, you know, uh, when you, when, when you, when you show up a pitcher now that much around the bases, you better watch out next time you come up to bat. And Ron right away goes, yeah, they don't do that anymore. <laughs> and he goes, well, I'm just saying you better be good. He goes, yeah, yeah, they don't. He goes, honestly, he goes, I don't think pitchers these days care. I don't think batters care that much if you yell at it. I mean, he's, I think that's part of the game now. Like, yeah. you hit a home run, you can be excited, and it doesn't bother pitchers because if they strike you out, they're going to scream they're at gonna, you too, and it's not yeah, going to yeah. bother you. He said, I just, it's a different game. Did you see Dominguez last night? Yeah. For the Phillies? Yeah. Put his head down like going to sleep. You're, all yeah. Right. Nighty-night. Nighty-night. <laughs> and, but, but Darno. Who struck out at the end of the game? Mm-hmm. He wasn't even looking at him. You could just oh, tell he, was, he just walked no, he, away. He was he was ticked. They're done. Yeah, he was struck Let's out. Let's see. Twenty twenty. Is it twenty twenty two? That's what we're in, right? Uh, looks like it's going to be Joe Davis, John Smoltz. That would be FS one probably. Ken Rosenthal and Tom Verducci. Yeah, so they're doing Phillies in San Diego because they're Fox. Smoltz, yeah, Smoltz did pretty good. Yeah, he's good. He's all right. Even for doing the Braves games, pregame is going to be A Rod Ortiz and Frank Thomas. That they're they're, they're actually pretty good. Dude, That's they crack fun. me up. That's they, pretty fun. The last group. couple nights they cracked me up when they and were Matt in Verse- the- v- Vizgarian, v- Vaskersian or whatever, and uh, Kevin Burkhardt. That's a good crew right there. I mean, they're going to get they're going to get in a Vespersian. lot of trouble because there's yeah. no females on that crew. But Fox, <laughs> I'm telling you, don't waver. That is yeah. a great crew. Joe Davis is solid. Smoltz is good. Rosenthal and Verducci have their own little way of doing things. They're kind of nerdy reporters and they're great. They're going to find, they're going to pick the hell out of every little story they can. Yep. And that yep. pregame with A-Rod, Ortiz and Thomas oh, is man. money. Oh, and then they got, they, then they got Dontrell Willis too. He's, he's, he's not bad either. He's pretty they good. They don't show him on there. I wonder if they just missed that one. He kind of, he's not on all the time. He's not the, one of the main guys. They'll go to like a special feature and Dontrell will be. Yeah. <laughs> Oh but yeah, they, yeah. He's good. I remember him last year. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think. I, and then TBS is the TBS is the uh, ALCS. So that's probably like Brian Anderson and. Yeah. Wait. Who who does? Is it Ron Darling? I well, bet Costas be Costas. They're not Costas. Ain't gonna do the ALCS, is he? I, I hope not. I hope not. Costas. Yeah. They've got Brian Brian Anderson, Ron Darling, Jeff Francoeur, Lauren she Shihadi. Shihadi. Yeah, she's, she's from MLP. Pretty good. Yeah, she's good. Does a nice job. Uh, Bob Costas um, is pregame. The problem with Costas is he's just so arrogant and cocky. It it blows. It bleeds through. Yeah, it does. And he talks a lot. Like he would go to make a one point. He would go these long talks. I'm like going, wait a minute. Who in the booth has actually pitched in a World Series? That'd be Darling. Why don't you shut up and let him talk about? Yeah. How they handle the pitching. Ask him a question. But Costas has covered it so much. He gets very like verbose about this is what they'll do and then darling's like yeah they don't do that anymore um jimmy rollins pedro martinez and curtis granderson are pregame i like pedro the other guys granderson and who's the other one oh jimmy rollins rollins yeah. isn't that bad either i haven't seen this it's not much they're of... not as fun as the other crew, no, but they're no. they're good they're good 
Yeah. No, that'll yeah, be fun. Frank Thomas gets laughing, man. Him and Ortiz. Oh, man. It's funny. Oh, or t- pop, Big Poppy. Oh, my yeah, gosh, yeah. Man. That dude's just fun. Classic. He's a, you know what they need to mix in? They probably can't do it because he's still managing. But you, I mean, Dave Ross would fit so well into one of those booths, you know? Well, he was um, he was doing announcing, right? He was, but bef- now he's a skipper of the Cubs. Yeah, before so he went to like, the uh, yeah. Cubs. Yeah. Uh, he would be so good at that. He's 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 pretty funny too. So, all right, man. Well, so um, I mean, basically, we spent this time saying that you know that that uh, this whole this the Dodgers are stupid, um, the way <laughs> the way they run their squad. But I still will to this day say you can't win 111 games and have a disappointing season. Come on, LA fans. Oh, you care so much. You you expect it. Yeah, right. You all show up when the TV's on you and get your pretty pictures taken. I didn't see Jason Bateman or Rob Lowe in San Diego in the front no. row, uh, an hour and a half drive down there. And you could have got tickets in the front row right behind your dugout. Didn't see any of you clowns, you LA clowns. There was not a freaking LA hat in that stadium. Hardly. No, I was, I was shocked. Shocked. I was now, if they would have won game two, it might've been a different story, but, but there were a ton it, of Padres. Yeah. Lids and shirts in LA. Yeah. They were in freaking New York. There was a few of them. Not well, a ton, you know, but there were some. You, you you go back to to March, man. I and from what I heard the other night, Robert said we're going to win the whole thing. So didn't deliver. Manager says we're going to win it. All right, I agree. Can his butt get him out of there? He's out of here. Hey, maybe Who'd you bring in maybe, though. Maybe uh, Josh was like, "Hey, uh, when if they fire Dave Roberts, that's a perfect candidate for the Royals' job." And I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> I feel bad for Dave, man. Number one, I don't <laughs> want him." But they they absolutely got rid of the, the Royals. Absolutely got rid of Matheny and the GM um, uh, Dayton Moore because they want a more analytic driven organization. That's why they got rid of them. So that's God bless it. They're my team. That's the direction they're going. Okay, Dave Roberts would fit perfect in that direction. He'd bring a lot of. He's been in big games. He's been. He would be great in that. But gosh, poor Dave to go from a 111 win team to a. <laughs> 68 win team like don't do it man <laughs> now you're saying that they're they're going away from analytics the Royals no, they're are? going to it they got oh, rid they're of going Dayton to it. Moore oh. and mike oh, okay. matheny because they want to be an analytic driven organization they're they basically yeah. have their team president he's going to do what they do he's going to hire and and the gm will be a part of it but they're going to hire an analytics team and they want a skipper and a GM who the analytics team says, draft this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, put this guy in AAA, put this guy in AAA, and they just basically do it. And they want a manager when they say, hey, we need Bobby Witt Jr. to be the number two hole hitter da, 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 and play him this many innings. And, oh, this new pitcher, pitch him only 80 yeah. pitches, and he's going to do it. Yeah. And Matheny wasn't going to do that. And Dayton Moore is not going to do yeah, that. Yeah, Matheny's old school. You yeah. know? Um, and Dayton Moore, but but those guys looked at some of them. I mean, there has to, to me, there has to, There's you a balance. to use every tool in your arsenal. Yeah. But you can't. You can't get away from a guy who's been in the game for 30, 40, 50 years and the feelings and the thoughts he has in his brain. I mean, Bruce Bochy has seen more baseball than any manager managing right now, probably other than Larusa before he quit. And you don't you don't think that guy, you don't think that guy's intuition should factor into how you call a game. So like, how they port how they portrayed the scouts and moneyball were they too just old school because it almost seemed like with the way they portrayed him in the movie he was just like going we've been doing this stuff for 40 years how can you not i i think i think they portrayed him 
a way they wanted to portray him like they were kind of these old kind of oh he looks like fabio crap like that you yeah, know yeah yeah i mean they they've they've had the five tool guys they've had the rating systems you go up to 80 is the highest rating you can get i mean they've been doing that i mean there's a there's a book called dollar sign on the muscle about scouting i can't remember if i have it still and that goes way back they were they were doing that stuff they were yeah. they were they were scouting those types of things back then um i think they were i think the biggest thing that that built bill james brought up and that sandy alderson and then and then and then um uh billy bean and then of course theo epstein and that guys now they they were focusing most importance on the wrong statistic like they were focusing it on certain statistics that they're like they're, they weren't looking at how many walks you get if you get on base they weren't mm-hmm. the mindset wasn't the only thing we have a limited number of in this entire game is outs and strikes we have a limited number that can negatively impact us you know so they never focused on they wanted to extend the game and not give away outs that's why they didn't bond that's why they didn't so i think right. it was just a but i i mean sandy alderson's i mean billy bean gets all the credit deservedly so but sandy alderson started all that you know he had started kind of down that path and before he left there it's my understanding you know, yeah. from the book, it talks about Sandy Alston got it started, then he moved on, and then Billy Bean kind of jumped in and took it over. But that's a, that's the other thing too. I, this is what I love about about that. I say this every time. You know what I'm going to say? Guess who their starting three pitchers were <laughs> when they were doing all this Moneyball crap? Yeah, Zito, Hudson, and Mulder. Yeah, three of the best pitchers in the ball game. You can do a lot. You can play around with uh, Scott Hatterberg when he got Huddy on the mound. You know, and who was I mean, who was closing for him? They had Coach closing for him. They had Wagner closing for him after he left. I mean, that was one thing I think it was smart. I think that analytics did show. It showed that you need a closer, but you don't need to overpay for him because there's a lot of guys that can Mm -hmm. kind of move into Mm -hmm. that position. You don't need to overvalue that position. No. But but that team, Billy Bean, started, you know, the the misfit toys where they found Hatterberg and Bradford. They still had three of the best starting pitchers in the game, and they had – Tejada, who was an MVP candidate, they had Chavez, Chavez. at third base. You know, <laughs> they had who was that catcher? That catcher was a stud. Was it? Uh, what was his name? Um, uh, Rodriguez. Um... Oh, um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Oh, uh, Hernandez. Yeah, yeah. Ramon, Ramon Hernandez. Ramon Hernandez. He was a stud. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so so it's it's. They conveniently don't talk about them in the movie hardly at all. Yeah, know? they made it sound like the, the the entire team was just a bunch of rejects from from other uh, the other teams didn't want or whatever. You and, know, was, and my understanding it was it was traditional scouts that found Zito Hudson and Mulder, brought <laughs> right. them in the system, and then they were they and what they did was those three guys were really good when they were making four hundred thousand three hundred thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they they had they own them for what what's your clock starts you have six seven years before you can do anything, so they got the best years of Zito Hudson and Mulder for three hundred grand. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean that that helps. Oh sure. I mean you got to have that. But but that to me that's the genius of it. Really was they didn't tell those story was you have to have the traditional scouts and just have to have some of those guys like, gosh that guy's gonna be a no a no brainer he's gonna make it you know. And then they have to succeed. And I mean, when the Royals run it, won it, you know, they had, they had grabbed Moose and Hosmer. 
and Escobar and Salvi. That was all just normal scouting. And those guys all performed and they got the best seven years out of them. And then when they had to pay him, they had to let him go. You know, those are all homegrown guys. Did. Yeah. I think Kane might've been a trade, but we got him early. You know, yeah. Lorenzo yeah, Kane. I remember he was with them Escobar, early on. Escobar, Salvi, um, Ha, I mean, Hosmer was the number one pick one year, and Moose was the number one pick right after that. First round, those are two first round picks. Yeah. So it's just, anyway, it's just too bad we're not above. In, we're not in an environment where guys are going to hang around with the same team for years. It used to be that way. Oh, it's great for for fans. It's the best, right? It is, and it and is. to build a team, it's the best. Not the best for the players because you know players were they were definitely back in the day getting underpaid now underpaid. I mean, what's league minimum, like a, like 800 grand or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's hard to make yeah. an argument. Anybody's getting underpaid, but, but like Zito Hudson and Mulder, I think they were literally making like 300 grand and they were going, you know, winning Cy Young's and stuff. <laughs> and it's like, mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why Zito signed that huge deal with the giants. It was just kind of like, eh. yeah. Remember that he was good. The first couple of years. And this is kind of like, mm. And then where did Hudson go? Did he go to uh, St. Louis? He went to the Braves, didn't he? Oh, the Braves. You're right. Yeah, he went to he the did. Braves. Mulder went to St. Louis. Yeah. Mark Mulder is a stick. I don't know about the other guys. He plays – He plays. Um, Marley used to play with him a lot. I think he's a member up in uh, up at uh, one of the big play things up in Flagstaff. Um, he's a stick. He like he, he He's a golfer. <laughs> he's yeah. Like a, he's like a scratch negative guy. <laughs> all, a lot those, of those, all the all a lot those of those pitchers Pitchers, spe- Yeah. Smoltz. Yeah. Smalls they all great. had good careers. I think Zito might have had the biggest drop off, if I remember. I think but so I th- too. It's so funny because now everybody's got to throw 97, right? They were showing they were showing some pitches of Zito, and that <laughs> ball would be 10 feet outside to go boom, that big curveball he had. And guys are just like, Are you kidding me? Like, where'd that come from? It was so amazing. <laughs> it was going like 78, 80, 80 miles an hour. It was great, man. I was watching a gosh, what was it? It was a World Series footage the other day and i think it was on it was on twitter or something it was social media or it was uh it was eric remember eric greg yeah the umpire mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he was calling balls six inches outside strikes and the and the and the hitters were just like they weren't i mean i would have been enraged they were just kind of looking at him like going, are you kidding me you're gonna give him that gosh who the heck was that i'll have to think about that I, I, it's just not coming. I don't have it on the top of my so, head. So when was that money ball? That was, that was in like 2001, two and three, right? The money. Yeah, ball. I think so. Right, right around there. Money ball years for A's. Was it 20 Billy beans money ball? The book came out in 2003. So it was like, it was like 2000, 2001, 2002. So in that time from, okay. Zito came up at the age of 22. So right out of college, basically. He got sixth in rookie of the year voting that year, had a 2.72 ERA. Next year had a 3.49 ERA. At at uh, 24 years old in 2002, when you know they just had a had an island of misfit toys on that team. He went he went 23 and five and won the Cy Young with a 2.75 ERA. And he was 24 years old. And I'm gonna look here if they have it. <laughs> it was uh, i think he made 285 grand that year let me look go ahead it was it was back he was calling levon hernandez like a levon hernandez game in the 97 playoffs oh yeah yeah here's a, giving here's him everything a, else here's a cran- transcript of greg's conversation 
with Braves hitters during the game. Eric Gregg, strike three. Fred McGriff says, that was in the right-handed batter's box. Greg goes, sure was. McGriff, the right-handed batter's box is out of the strike zone. Greg says, evidently not, because that was a strike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, I don't. Oh man, I don't have any. Um, I don't have any problem with uh, Braves pitch, Braves batters getting called out on non-strikes. Right. So if you look at, yeah, I would say Glavin and, and uh, thirty to forty percent Glavin and Maddox strikes were a good inch off the strike. Oh zone. yeah, yeah. But there I have no, no problem with. I mean, they, you know, they, they, they at the same time too, they didn't give them a strike above the belt either in that day and age, right? Right. You know, and yeah, the strike zone supposed to be a good two or three inches above the belt, four inches above the belt. And they didn't give him that either. So I don't I don't have a problem that they called those strikes, but those weren't strikes. I got to say that, you know, they they still have the rectangular graphic for for the strike zone when they're showing yeah. these games. I think the umpires overall have been doing a pretty good job, man. They do a nice job. Yeah, yeah. they really do. And they're they're usually, cons- you know, I think the big thing with the hitters is just be consistent. And it, I don't think that, you know, there's obviously you're not going to agree with every every call, but. Um, so but in, no, it's, in, it's uh, been, uh, it's okay, been a I was wrong. pleasant surprise. So in 2002, when he won the Cy Young, he got his salary was 500 grand and uh, he got a signing bonus of 400 grand and he had an incentive of 1.3 that year. Um, so, yeah, he's so, Zito. His first okay. year he made 240, then he made 500,000 salary. And he had a big incentive. Then he made 900,000, 2.7, 4.8, 8.5. And then the Giants gave him 10, 14, 18, 18, 18, 19, 20. Um, so it wasn't like he was paying for the league minimum, but but other guys, I mean, you know, the top pitchers in the league were making that 12, 13, 14 million, and he was making two, three, four million. And that's why they could have, you know, that's why they could have some of that stuff. But mm-hmm. anyway, I don't know. That's my, that's always my Moneyball thing. I love Moneyball. I love the book. I oh, love yeah. The no, movie. you brought up a great point, I love man. analytics, but it's. <laughs> it was not a team of slugs that made the playoffs that year. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, I mean, it's also <laughs> kind of like talking about the Astros going, oh, they won it all because they cheated, banging. They knew the pitches. They still had to pitch the other team. They still had good defense. They still had good pitchers on that team. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. That 100%, they cheated on offense, and that helped a lot. But they still well, have you to know shut what? down the Dodgers yeah. on defense and pitching. So you got to tell the just tell the whole story and let us. We're smart. We'll figure it out. Just tell us the whole story. You know, it's easy when you know what pitch is coming. It should be. It's it's much easier than not knowing. That's for sure. You think Altuve will be wired for this next series? He can be wearing the wire. Yeah, he better Was, be. wasn't that the deal? He didn't want to take his jersey off when he hit the home run off Chapman. They ripped his jersey off. I mean, he did that, and he ran right into the dugout, and he came. Then he came back out. Oh, I I thought when he came across home plate, he kind of went like yeah. This. The second time, yeah, the first, oh. but they they still kind of ripped and they doused, and he ran off, and then yeah. he came back in, came yeah. back out. Yeah, dude, if they were cheating, everybody knows they were cheating. That's why I hope they lose. Yeah, they're cheaters. And Alex Cora, he's coaching Boston. I'm so glad they're horrible. He's a cheater. He's probably <laughs> the one that started it all. And yeah. and what's his name took the fall Hinch. for it. Hinch, he didn't. Yeah, AJ I mean, basically said he didn't. He didn't stop it, which he was wrong to do. But he didn't instigate it. It was it was Alex Cora started the whole thing. Hinch didn't even know about it till halfway through the year. He claims, which I kind of believe in some ways. But anyway. Daniel, how do you just? Uh, I don't know. Then people say, "Well, everyone does it." Not like I don't know, like not that. like that. I don't think. I want to hear a garbage can banging. Yeah. 
No, that was crazy. Like so, all right, man. So hey, um, good we're, chat. Sticking, we're sticking with, uh, I mean, if we, if we did change, we'd probably change both change the Phillies Astros. Uh, yeah. But you're sticking with Phillies Yankees. I'm sticking with Cleveland. And uh, I just hope it's a good game tomorrow. I'd love to see the, let's see the little guys, the guardians get in there, but guardians um, of the galaxy. That was one interesting thing that Costas brought up. Where did the name guardians come from? And evidently there's a bridge there in Cleveland and it's got two guardians on each side. Hmm. And that's kind of where they said they had like a thousand entries for names. I don't know how, how, how can you have that many, but then they settle on guardians. Cause that's kind of a. Yeah. Symbolic of the it's city. It's actually not bad. I don't like, I don't like how it came about. I think it's stupid. They even had to change yeah. the name Indians. Cause I don't think that's a derogatory term. And most native American Indians don't think it is either. No, from, from this is me on the outside. From what I read, it was mainly, you know, white liberals that pushed for that change <laughs> those are <laughs> well, the no, only ones liberals, that push for white, it white leftists yeah that push for the change those you are know? the only ones that do yeah prager you has a great thing where a guy dresses up in what many would say is a really really disrespectful he's like got a, got a sombrero on with the fake mustache and he walks around talking in a crazy mexican accent and he walks up on around this college campus and every young white person he talks to says that's he says is this is this um is this offensive Absolutely. He's terrible. 20 of them. He goes, starts going up to Mexican people. And they're like, is this offensive? They're like, no, I like your hat. I'm like, no, I think it's funny. No, I saw I that. I like yeah. It. Yeah. So, and it's not liberals. It's leftists. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do, we'll do a, a baseball rap on the difference between a liberal and a leftist too. At some point. Oh, it's the leftists that are ruining everything, but no. Yeah. So I don't like the way they made the change. Cause I, I don't, I don't see a problem with the Indians. I, I can kind of see Redskins. That was a derogatory term for the Native American people. So God, I kind of get that though, one. Man. I know, but I kind of get it. I'm just telling you me. Everybody can yeah. be different. But like Chiefs, Braves, the Fighting Sioux they're, of North Dakota. I mean, they're going after, change that name? They're going after the Braves, man. I heard. I know. It's, it, the, the Brave is the warrior of your people. Like, You're brave. Like, going, like, so what? In 40 years, we're not Navy SEALs are going to be like horrible. Like, to na- I mean, like, whatever. Anyway. When it comes down to it, they're just kind of trying to, I think they're just kind of trying to rub the uh, Native Americans from history. Let's get rid of them. Well, that, that's what's happening. I mean, that's really? what's happening. Yeah. Sadly, under the guise of protection. But anyway, I don't mind. The Guardian name is growing on me, actually. That, of all the names they had to switch to, they probably did a pretty good job picking that one. Yeah. I just, I just don't think they had to, but whatever. I like it, I like it when they play the Angels, the Guardians and the Angels. Guardian Angel. Yeah, baby. All right, man. Thanks, Darren. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will see you next time on the Baseball Wrap.